Hey, I'm your host, Lamar L.A. Smith, and welcome to another episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Today, I'm with Thais Lima. She's a disciple of Christ, an author, a full-time entrepreneur slash business owner, and she's also very passionate about marketing and loves being creative. So, obviously, you put this in your bio, and then I also saw this in your Instagram bio. The word on the street is, is that you're the local hope dealer. How did you get that nickname? I mean, um, I think that I went through a phase where I struggled a lot being positive. And so when the Lord like was working on that in me, I was able to be like, you know what? Like mm -mm, people need hope and they need to see it in real life, not just hear it. And so I feel like my life, um, my ministry and like my, um, my process, uh, you know, of, of deliverance and whatnot, it brings hope because it's ugly, <laughs> but I like thrive in it and I'm just all here for it. And I feel like when we begin to expose ourselves and expose the things that we struggle with, people relate and they're like, if God could do that for her, like he could do it for me and he absolutely can. So I'm just, you know, went from, I, w I wouldn't say I was a dope dealer, but I definitely <laughs> hung out with the dope dealers. <laughs> But now I'm just a I don't know if you listen to Rick Ross, but I think Rick Ross got a song called Dope Dealer. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's beside the point. But no, I was just curious. I was like, where, where did that come from? Like me, I was, I was about to say something cheesy like, oh, you know, someone was trying to think of a nickname for you because I do the same thing with my friends. It's like, man. Thais, you you're so inspirational. You know what? You just, just like a like a hope dealer. Like whenever I need somebody to lift me up, need me to pick my head up, I'm like, hey, give me some hope. What you, what you got today? What, what's going on in your world? So uh, I don't know. I think I I nickname myself. If people was to give me a nickname, they call me snacks because I just be eating all the time. I'd be eating all the snacks in the house. So, snacks that yeah. that would be a funny name on, on a lot of like teams like when people have like basketball football all those type of teams people get funny nicknames yeah i could definitely see someone on one of those teams name you snacks if that's what you do yeah. but let's get into it all right so today we're going to talk about you know your journey far as with your business and also just to learn more about you overall so my first question, which is pretty much how I've been starting off a lot of my podcast episodes for a while now, is how was your childhood? Mm, my childhood, um, chaotic, um, unstable, um, in a way protective, but in a way that didn't allow me to um, see the world for myself. So being the rebellious child that I was, I was like, I'm gonna see for myself. <laughs> so um, I was able to, you know, fall flat on my face as many times as I needed to and get back up. And I feel like that was kind of what molded me throughout life. Um, I grew up in Brazil. I was raised by my grandparents till I was six years old. And um, 
And that to me was like such a blessing because they instilled things in me that um, took root and, you know, those values and like that stability still remains today. But um, I, I saw my mom, you know, um, in a way we grew up together because my mom had me at 22. Um, and then she came to America. I came after. So she was here a few years without me. And so like having those um, issues that you have to find healing in, like, you know, as a child, like all you know is like, where's my parents, you know, yeah. like <laughs> grow up with like those abandonment issues. But I knew that it was all for like a bigger purpose. I've always had that mindset of like, um, you know, just giving grace to people. Like everyone has their fight. Everyone has their battles. Like you can't blame your parents for something you wish to have learned about. That's a poem I wrote, side note. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think, you know, uh, nobody's childhood is perfect. And we need to, I feel like a lot of times our society puts expectations on people for things that nobody has control of, you know? And I kind of live kind of like that in a way of just, it happened, it is what it is, but our mind is so powerful. And if we don't let, if we don't learn to control it and let it control us, we won't win. We're not winning. Yeah. I definitely can relate to a lot of what you said. One, I mean, I basically grew up with my mom too, because not only am I her eldest kid, but my mom, was pretty young when she had me. So like, as she's learning things, I'm learning things as well. And we're kind of like in, in the fight together. Uh, my mom's a single mom. And then like how you said, no one's childhood is perfect. And like the, the control aspect of it is because like when you really think about it, your whole life is about slowly coming into your own, like as a person, right? Because as a baby, you're a baby. You have can't fend for yourself. Everyone's in control of everything that you do, say, eat, et cetera. Yeah. And then as you slowly mature and start aging, now you know what type of foods you like. You know what type of people you like. You know what type of places you like. What type of you know situations you like. And then a big part of adulthood is fully exerting that ability to make those choices yourself and learn how to make those choices yourself at a high level. So I definitely can feel how, how where you're coming from in the sense of like understanding that control aspect and not letting whatever ha happened to you in your past, like dictate your future and what you wanna accomplish and do like going forward. Yeah, yeah I, I think the word that you said that like always kind of sticks out is control. like. You know, we try to control everything and we can't control. We can only control our own actions and like our decisions. And so when we let go of like that control, um, I feel like we live a lot more spontaneous and without, you know, worry and stress. And I don't just like, every day is a gift. So like, if you're, as you're living, you just kind of like, okay, what's for today you know we plan for the future that's great you got to plan got to prepare got to be responsible but you know you don't know how far in the future you're gonna get so like <laughs> you need to not overlook the days the moments you know and i feel like that, that is helpful for me to just navigate also like going when you said the present it 
it is extremely important. And one thing that I've really been learning about people that are successful is they talk in present and future tense. Whereas people who tend to not be successful, it's always reliving things. And it's something that I've been trying to condition myself to not succumb to as much because it's okay to re relive certain things like you know, fun birthday party, wedding experiences, blah, blah, blah. And you have that a lot of times with friends that you've had for expensive, uh, extensive amount of time. But it's like, you have to minimize that frequency. And it's like, okay, what you doing today? You know, how's your day going? Or, you know, what you plan on doing tomorrow? Or what big project you're working on? That type of stuff. Because it, it shifts your state and puts you in a different you know, light or space, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're reliving the past, especially if your past currently is better than your present circumstances, mm -hmm. it can be draining because you're thinking about, man, I remember when I did this and I remember when I do that. And it's like, your past you is your past you. You can never get that you back. You can never get that moment back. It's cool, but you, you can't make a career or lifestyle out of resting on your laurels right so yeah i don't know i just i like that you you highlighted that i'm gonna agree and i'm also gonna disagree yeah. here's the reason um i feel like our although our past does not define us no um but i feel like there's always purpose to pain and there's always purpose to things that we went through and if we, and that's what I think a lot of times people try to hide their past. They try to hide what shaped them to be how they are today. There's highs and lows. And um, I think for me, um, I find strength in God because in, so there's a verse that says, you know, we've, um, where we're weak, he is strong. And so the past for me, I've had a lot of weak, a lot of weak, and I've always found strength in the Lord. And so like, you know, the book that I'm actually almost done writing, it's, I talk a lot about my past and I talk a lot about my experiences, but there's always purpose to pain. And a lot of times our, our life will shape our future from our past, but it's how we navigate it. It's how we, it's like, if we got to look at the good, wherever there's bad, find the good, take that and keep it moving. Like you don't dwell in the bad, but you gotta know that you gotta accept the past. You gotta be able to rehash it because healing comes from that. Like from being able to dig into the dirt from the past, bring it out, find the good and, that, and then like move from there. So when it comes to the past, I do love the past in a sense, but you know, when you look, like you said, though, when you look at the highs from the past and you, and you're at a low, you're like, dang, like I was up there and now I'm down here. Like what happened, you know, and you do kind of dwell in that. And so, um, that's, that is a struggle sometimes for me where I'm like, okay, um, how did I get here? But you know, highs and lows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, I, that's a good point far as like the the healing part of it because I won't say all of it but I guess majority of healing comes from being able to reconcile with past experiences that you've been put through 
So I feel like in that specific bubble, the past might be more important than any other, you know, period of time, because you can't really be as present as you want to be. You can't really move forward with other things until you truly like have some level of acceptance of what experiences you've already been through. So definitely get that. But to slightly shift the conversation, I am curious because my podcast is a collegiate podcast. Did you go to college? Like what college did you go to? Um, So I didn't go to college. Uh, I went to community college. I picked the courses I wanted to take. Um, So school for me, we was beefing since day one. Like, (laughs) so uh, (laughs) I... I cut more class than I went to class. And so I graduated um, high school by a thread. So by a thread, I, last day of graduation, I was turning in my like math final. (laughs) Like literally, I was about to walk within like two hours of me turning in my final. And so, um, yeah, school, but I think it was the instability. Like I didn't have the stability to be, you know, and then also my own choices. It's not just, you know, like I didn't like school. I didn't feel, and I changed schools about 30 times just within from like elementary to high school. I stopped counting after 23, but I think I'm rounding, you know, I think it was about 30. Wow. Around a lot. And so school was never really my thing, but I was able to like where I found, um, where I learned the easiest was um, by doing, I had a lot of great jobs that taught me things. And um, I took courses and think only the things that I cared about. If I didn't care about it, like I'm not that good at science. I'm not gonna, and it's not really interesting, not that it's not interesting. There's interesting aspects to it, but it's like, I'm not gonna take, do something that I know I'm not good at. I don't really like it, you know? And so, I kind of just, I took, I did art, I did writing, I did, you know, English and like all the things that I felt, I'm like, okay, this could be beneficial to the person that God created me to be. But I feel like um, if I could choose to do it differently, maybe I would have showed up, started there, showed up to class, um, but, and then been involved in maybe more activities, you know, but um yeah nope I maybe did a couple courses here and there that's about it okay I was always curious because I mean I've had like both ends of the spectrum I've had people that have multiple degrees and I've had people that haven't been to college and still have have very successful lifestyles and still doing things that they want to do like yourself but uh it's funny most people most people find this uh kind of interesting that I have this opinion but I'm, I'm a little indifferent about education, more so because of the education system, even though I have multiple degrees. Yes. And this is because, like how you said about taking courses you're not interested in, that whole type of deal. I feel like the school system that we've created is a school system where it teaches you what to think instead of how to think. And it's like a factory to create workers instead of creating free thinkers that can add value to society. So it's like, yeah, it's just this constant spiral. And I don't know if it will ever change or if there's ever any alternatives that someone will create to kind of like better individuals that still have some level of efficiency, yeah. but you can even see it 
like people, more people are starting to realize it because you have more people that want to be self-employed. You got more people that even if they're, they want to be employees, they want to work from home, right? right. Like a good fr friend of mine from college, she was like, man, I don't like this job, blah, blah, blah. Like one of the biggest things is I liked working from home when I was in the pandemic. Most recent positions I worked from home, like I think I need to find something where I work from home. So like people are starting to see that uh, it sounded good when people made that shift from being, you know, blue collar uh, trade type of, you know, jobs and opportunities to being in education or jobs that require degrees or some level of education. Now it's like, okay, there has to be an option that's good for me, regardless of the level of income yeah. that can sustain a lifestyle that I want that doesn't need neither doesn't need the massive debt or the hard labor that puts yeah. lots of years in my body yeah no you said you said what i was thinking uh for the most part um i of course like doctors and things like that you have to go to school yeah 100 doctors the lawyers you know but um i also think they shouldn't go into debt to serve the people Ugh. that's like you know i don't get that part and then um it comes down to, you know, the type of life that you want to live, of course. But um, yeah, if the Lord allows, I will build a school, a university. I'll build 12. Like, I don't know, you know, at this point you need money. But like, I feel like a lot of people with um, values, you know, with integrity, with character, actually caring about people, like it's important where we spend our money. It's important where we invest because our money holds power. And if you're able to place your money in a place where um, you know that it's going to be stewarded well, and that the person you're investing the money in that they are going to do like what's actually good for the people and not selfish intentions, then that could change the whole world. Like, I don't, it's hard for me to think small. My brain doesn't work like that, but it's like, you could literally like, like, you know, I don't even, I try not to shop at certain places just because I know where their money goes, you know? So I will, I'll go without, you know, a little, my Dove body wash and I'm going to go somewhere else because I don't really, they probably not going to sponsor me now, but it's fine. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you, I get what you're saying as far as in that thing. Cause like, if you aren't, like, I feel like alignment is so key. Like, if you aren't in alignment with certain things, then it's best to try to distance yourself from indulging in that in, like, a high amount. Like, for example, uh, me, I used to be a party promoter, right? When people think of me, even when people talk to me from my past that's known me for a while, they think because I live in Arizona now, you know, nice weather, you know, good vibes that has a nice nightlife saying they think I'm, I'm going out on a regular. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm like, no, that's the old me. That's the version of me you used to know. Like the new me is more focused on business, more focused on creating. And yeah, going out is cool. Like I did it yesterday because it's my birthday. But I know that being in that environment on a consistent basis isn't really conducive to what I'm, what I'm building and like the new identity I want to shift because yeah. I don't want to be known as a party promoter anymore. Like I had that time. It was cool. It was fun. It taught me a lot. But what I learned is that it taught me how to think more like an entrepreneur. 
which is what I'm thankful for. And that's kind of like where I'm focused on. Yeah. And I think um, we put so much pressure on ourselves as entrepreneurs and as creatives that it's like perfection. I'm not going to do it unless it's perfect. I'm not. It's like we are progressing people, not perfect like perfect people and so as long as we're progressing little by little we're gonna get somewhere you know and so a lot of times people are like oh it's not perfect I'm not even gonna start it like we have dreams and ideas we're like you know pregnant with dreams and ideas we gotta birth that <laughs> with dreams and ideas I like that yeah, like you gotta birth it you know it takes time it goes through process so So now I am curious about two other big things, but I'm going to start with the first one and it is your business. Like, what is your business? I know you describe yourself as a Christian entrepreneur. Like, what is your business? What made you want to start a business? Like how you say, as far as the non-traditional path that people are now taking, like, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's good that I ended with progressing. (laughs) because since I didn't go to college, I didn't, you know, do those things. I had um, a very difficult learning curve, right? Um, And so in 2017, I worked for someone who just would talk, would almost like just talk down on my faith. They would um, like mock it almost, not almost but they would also they didn't care about people they just cared about money like I would sit in the meetings I was um I was a personal assistant to a business developer and so uh, I would sit in the meetings and I would just listen and I was like this is so wrong like this is not okay and they mind you they were paying me some decent money I was there for three months and I was like I was like I'm out I was like, I can't do this. And I just told God, I'm like, God, I just want to roam the world. um, And just, you know, by your grace, you provide for me, but you have put these plans in my heart. I don't know how to do them. I don't know what to do. So I quit my job. I had maybe I had, so I spent half of my money on a trip to Hawaii and the other half, I had like $1,500 and I was like, I don't know I'm going to do this, but I'm going to like I'll wait, you know, to spend it and whatnot. So I literally just have $1,500. And um, in my trip to Hawaii, I was here and I started writing my book. And I was like, God, you know, you, you put this in my heart. I want to be a writer. And then I started writing and it was coming out kind of good. And then I was like, the things that I was writing, though, I was writing it from a hurt perspective. And that if I was to, I wasn't grown and mature enough to write to tell the story without um, dishonoring people. And I knew in my character, even back then, I was like, this is not the, the route that I'm gonna take. And so, but that was still a dream that was planted. And so um, with that money, um, me and my mom actually started a business together. She invested, I invested, and we started flipping jewelry. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, we started flipping jewelry And um, so the jewelry comes from Brazil. We built a business that was limited edition clothes and jewelry from Brazil. And um, I had rented a kiosk inside a salon. And during that time, I would um, work as a front desk for the salon on and off. I would do marketing on the side and I would do the, the jewelry. 
And so little by little, like I would build the website, I'd hire people for things. And like, I would do what I could do. I would learn from them. I took um, a digital marketing course. I took all these little courses that would help me, you know, to grow in that. And so um, I've always been like tech savvy. And so I would learn the systems of what I knew I needed, you know, like how to create a website, how to do this, this and that. And so little by little, um, I wasted a lot of money because, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And so, uh, which is fine, you know, it's all a process. And so um, long story short, within five years of building that, uh, we were able to open a retail store in a pandemic in the heart of San Francisco by God's grace, because there was nothing that we did that could actually like make that a thing because of everything that was happening. Yes, we put in the hard work, but um, it was really just because we were walking in alignment with um, the will of God. And so when that, um, we opened the store and we were like, okay, now what? And so I was there for a while, but I didn't feel peace. So I was working six days a week and I was just praying and I was like, God, like, you know, it's not me. I'm not meant to be stuck in a place six days a week. Like I'm going crazy. And so um, towards the end of 2021, um, God told me he's changing all my plans. I'm like, yes, sir, let's go. And so, <laughs> and so like, um, within the, this year, within the first six months, um, I started the process of transferring everything to my mom. Business is fully hers. And I'm like, okay, God, now, and then I remember, you know, God told me, now you can write the book. After a year and a half of therapy, still in it, love it, always push for it. Um, so I think, um, through the process of like healing and growing and actually just taking calculated risks, you know, taking risks that, I mean, some not calculated, not all. <laughs> so it's taking risks that, you know, you, it's like life. I, like I just turned 30 this year. And so I was like, I'm not in my twenties anymore. I can't be wasting time, you know? Yeah. Um, and within the past five years, I, I was able to, you know, I got out of the, the party scene kind of similar to you, but I was like doing drugs. Like I was drinking, I was out doing the absolute most. And, um, doing the most, I say that to my mom all the time. That's the only reason why I'm laughing. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. So then, um, I started really diving deep into right, actually writing my book. Um, and then I, had this other um idea because god had placed a store and you know for me um in my heart a while back i just didn't know exactly how it was and like after knowing that what i had built with my mom was not for me necessarily it was for her and um and so i'm like okay now i feel peace now i can create and i realized that i actually love building businesses more than i like being um in like in, in charge of the, of the business and in like the business like, physically? Yeah, inside like the place. So um, now I'm creating an online business, which of course is, you know, the future of all businesses yeah. and you kind of just got to move along with it. But, um, and I think also God is kind of shifting me more into ministry, more into this and that. And so I'm really just trying to be still and to be able to hear um, God how, exactly like how he wants me to do it because at the end of the day I asked to live by God's grace and him provide for me and so it's challenging when 
because I know what it's like to to have a lot of money and I know what it's like to have a little bit of money. And so in every, so you got problems both ways, they're different problems. And so, um, I just want to be able that my character can sustain the amount of success that, um, that I will have as an entrepreneur by grace, by being a hard worker and whatnot. But, um, I always pray and I say, if my character can't sustain it, if I'm going to lose the anointing, don't give it to me. Wait, because I don't, I don't want it if it's going to, you know, corrupt me. And I remember when I was making a lot of money, I was doing drugs, doing all the things, you know, I lived by myself. And I just remember, I'm like, I took that for granted. I took that for granted of like, I had all these blessings and I fumbled the bag. (laughs) So now I'm like, I got to do it differently. Um, But yeah, so I really don't know what I'm doing, honestly. But um, I know that I'm, I'm literally about to turn in my manuscript for my book by the end of the month. Hey, I know how that feels. Trust me, I know how that feels. Oh yeah, I heard. Yes, I did yeah. hear that you published. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm, it's coming, it's becoming more real. Like as I'm looking at my Word doc, I'm like, wow, it's like a real book. And yeah. so <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and then just kind of building my new business, uh, you know, one step at a time. But now I can do it from experience. So it's not going to take me five years. <laughs> yeah. Once you once you know how to do something once, it's it's not as hard to do it again. Like just as someone who's a, a book author, like writing my second book, like it wasn't as hard as writing the first one in the sense that I already knew like certain structural things that I didn't know the first time. Like the first time I just wrote it. And yeah. then then I had editors and cover designers, all those, you know, different people help me create the the published I think I got it right here the the published beauty Ooh, love it yeah yeah yeah, I could I I don't know how that would work with Hawaii I was about to say send you one but it should that's a totally different story (laughs) well yeah no I I definitely can can feel you in that sense as far as like being in purpose with something, knowing kind of when you're passionate about something and just kind of just diving deep into it. Like me, I had that same type of epiphany. I remember coming home one day after working at the gym because I used to work at my school's gym uh, when I was in grad school. And something just told me, I was like, huh, I should write a book because like, I saw a Gary V video and he was like, man, between 22 and 30, it's the perfect time to make whatever mistakes you're going to make, take all the risks that you need to take, especially if you don't have any kids or like anyone like that you're dating or anything like that. Like, just go for it. Say you could be five guys in a tiny apartment eating ramen noodles. That's the time to build your dream. And I was like, huh, what am I doing or what do I want to do that could really like make some momentum in my life? I was like, I'm yeah. going to write a book. I was like, what am I writing about? So I was like, huh, that party promoter experience, that was pretty cool. Like, Your past, right? Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do. Try to do that. But like how you said, I mean, once you build it, it's easier to share the tips and talk about the journey. So yeah, I talked about that, but I was like, I don't want to tell every little thing I did in that experience. 
So I'm going to fictionalize it. So I'm not telling on myself. And then fictionalizing it tapped into my creativity like how you talked about. Whereas like now, it's not just a fiction book, so I'm not telling on myself. It's like this whole like huge universe where my literal handle is the main character of the entire series and this entire universe that I'm creating, which is loosely based off of myself. And the version of myself, you know, I plan on becoming, so yeah. Nice. I've always been, um, I feel like I need to practice that muscle of writing in fiction because I'd be telling on myself, my mom always tells me, don't air your dirty, dirty laundry. I'm like, how am I going to wash it? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be telling on myself and that, you know, I I feel like Eminem inspired me, you know, in eight mile. He really just like before anyone could diss him, he dissed himself. So nobody could say nothing. So I'm like, I like that route. I'm going that route. (laughs) No, I feel like it all depends on like how your level of comfortability. I mean, um, I just need to edit it, but I'm, I'm pretty close to being done book two, but it's a third book that I actually, I'm planning on writing. I just need to start writing it. I'm going to hold myself accountable when I'm going to write something today because I know what I want to write and what I want to talk about, but it's a personal development book. And I was thinking like, uh, should I, you know, get like really deep in the weeds? But I think I will. But in certain sections, because I saw it done in a book that I read uh, by an entrepreneur in uh, finances, the business that we're both in together now, uh, she changed the names of some of the people in the book. And I'm like, I'm going to just do that and just yeah. tell the story how it is and just change the names. Because I I can air myself out about certain things that I'm comfortable with, but I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to air other people out yeah. and like create unnecessary strife, right? Yeah. It's like, I haven't talked to X, Y, and Z and X, Y, and Z. And then they hit you up like, what you say about me? You tell all oh, book? Because you see that all the time, like yeah. on social media. Like, what do you say about me? What? So, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. There's things that, you know, we got to have boundaries. But it's like when you're an author, when you write your first, I yeah. feel like you already have your second and your third and your fourth. Like, I already have the second, too. I'm just like waiting to edit this one. And then I'm like, I'm out. I'm ready you know to get going so it's like one after the other I can definitely relate but it's like a lot of people say I want to write a book I want to write a book but they don't do it just do it it doesn't have to be perfect the first draft is gonna be awful like just do it Mm -hmm. yeah so that's good that you know you're like I'm just gonna do it and I feel like that's all it takes is to just start literally so real quick, like, tell me a little bit uh, about your book. Like, you know, I, I don't know how deep you want to go into it. I, I know how that is as an author, but like, tell me about your book. Like, yeah. where you plan to publish it, that type of deal. Like, what, yeah, what's your book about? Yeah, so um, the name of my book is called Lust for Love. And it's a poetry in prose about experiences of survival, experiences of love, lust, desire, deception, abuse, faith, and freedom. That it's like the whole thing. Um, so they are my personal experiences. Um, I, I didn't put anyone's name, but I am very detailed in my experiences. So probably mostly just the person 
who it's about. If they read it, they're gonna know it's about them. That's cool though. But yeah, I'm almost yeah. writing. Like, I'm almost doing a note, shipping it like <laughs> as a gift. Like here you go, thank you. <laughs> you know, because it's like no, nah, just kidding. I don't know. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a book that God gave it to me ten years ago. Like 10 years ago, I had this book in my heart and like, I didn't realize that I was going to have to go through all these things in order for it to come about. And, um, that's why I'm so grateful for even the bad experiences. Like I hold nothing in my heart that for like some of, of things that other people have done to me or things that I have, the hardest part is actually forgiving yourself, you know, yeah. when, when bad things happen, um, because we can forgive the other person. We can, you know, be like, they, they didn't know any better. Or like, they grew up hard to like, they have their own, you know, demons they're dealing with. And like, everybody has their own journey. And so, um, when someone does, I just, at least this is kind of how I'm wired. Like when someone does something that hurts me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you grace because God gives me so much grace. And I know you didn't mean to hurt me, but then when I do something bad, I'm like, it's harder to forgive yourself. You're like, dang, like my heart was ugly. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, I've been through that several times. So I get yeah, it. It's like, uh, but um, I think just writing this book was actually really therapeutic for me too. Um, it helped me to be able to just kind of go through the experiences sometimes. Like I laughed, I cried, you know, like typing it out. <laughs> <laughs> like tearing up legit tears but um and I think a lot of the pieces just really came about me waking up at like two three in the morning just like in despair and just hitting my notes on my phone like just writing out and pouring pouring out my heart and my notes and then later I'm like huh oh, this should go in the book and then you just kind of elaborate so it's like it's never perfect like you really just got to do it and I think if you write for any author or any writer out there that wants to become a published author if you're if it's coming from the heart like you can't go wrong you know you really can't because it becomes real you know and I feel like that's in the world that we live today even for entrepreneurs or almost especially for entrepreneurs it's like authenticity is hard to come by and that's but that's key that is key to everything like you've got to be authentic you've got to be real like you can't be like oh fake it till you make it that don't work no more like well, don't work nobody cares about that you know or at least like I don't really see that and so it's yeah I don't know that's side note I don't know. <laughs> my brain just goes oh, you're fine uh, before we end this I do want to play a game. I end all my episodes with the game. And I also want to say a side note, because I noticed this as, you know, someone observant about people, like people person. I don't know if you ever seen Lizzie McGuire before, but like <laughs> during this conversation, I just feel like I'm talking to Thais and then there's like a little Thais on your shoulder that like you're talking to or like you make your jokes to. And I'm like, oh, dang, that was funny. Like, it's just, I feel like it's like three of us in this conversation, like me, you, and then like Lil Thais. That is hilarious. I can't. It's like your inner thoughts like are combining in the middle of the conversation. So my mom said this, but I'm like, okay. I mean, I do it too sometimes, but that's probably how I came up with Jack Onovan, to be honest. But that is funny. I love yeah. that. I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna take it. Thank you. 
Hey, it's, it's yours. I'm glad I can be a conduit to learning about little Thais. <laughs> all right, so the game is called rapid fire questions, all right? So I'm gonna just ask you a bunch of questions and you don't need to think super elaborately about these questions. Just say the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Some all right. of them are fun. Some of them are, you know, intuitive or, you know, make you think, but just say the first thing that, you know, God plays in your heart. All right. Okay. I'm nervous, but let's go. <clears throat> so the first one, if you could have one book, one TV show, and one meal on a secluded island, what would it be? Mm, one meal, of course, I go to food. Um, first is going to be sushi. I'm bougie. I love sushi. And if I'm on an island, there's fish. So we just got to find some rice. Um, one book. I'm going to have to go with um, uh, uh, the Bible, duh. <laughs> um, choice. And the other one is, what was the question? So one book, one TV show, one meal. So you got the one sushi, the Bible, and now TV show. The TV show, I'm going to go with, um, I don't really watch TV, to be honest. Um, I'm going to go with uh, The Chosen. The Chosen? I don't think I've heard it. You've been biblical all day. <laughs> hey, you got to live within your purpose. So I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Next question. When you think of entrepreneurship, what's the first thing that comes to mind? First word that comes to mind? Entrepreneurship. Um, battle. battle. Fight here. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of perseverance needed for sure. All right. Next one. Since we're on the spiritual topic. What's your favorite Bible verse? Um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And all these things doesn't necessarily mean material things, although they could be, but um, the fruit of the spirit, um, you know, wisdom, healing, all the things. So I think just seek God first and his righteousness and you can't go wrong in life. That's like everything. Nice, nice. All right. If you could get on a 15-minute phone call with any entrepreneur or business owner you don't already know personally, okay. who would you call? Jasmine Starr. Jasmine Starr. I feel like I've heard of her. What, what is she known for? Uh, she does marketing, but she's also, um, she started as a photographer. She is like her sister. I think she has a twin sister, Bianca, who's a pastor. But I think Jasmine Starr creatively and just like the way that she serves people and the way she actually cares about people, I think is, um, it's admirable for sure. Yeah, yeah. Can I pick what? a guy? Yeah, you can pick a guy too. I mean, hey. Me too. Yeah, okay. where, where I am gonna go opportunity out there. So what? I'm gonna go Gary V too. Gary? Yeah, Gary V's fine. All the way real. He don't care about your feelings, and yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> you you need you need that person that's gonna tell you how it is and not how you want it to be. So yeah, I, I like those type of people. So what's one thing you never leave the house without? And you can't cheat and say the Bible. I don't know you're not carrying the Bible with you to the grocery store. Okay, I never leave the house without. Um, maybe currently my hair clip, <laughs> like it's hot out here. Um, 
but of course like outside of the phone right like does that count like your phone everybody has their phone i mean no nah, it don't count because everyone okay. says phone <laughs> yeah now i'm gonna say like my hair clip it's my thing <laughs> I feel that, I feel that. all right now a bonus one if you had a bucket list, what would be the first thing you put on the list? A bucket list. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was just skydiving, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. yeah you different. I'm not jumping out of any plane. Like I'm not. I'm not in the heights at all. I mean, uh, I say that, but I know I'm gonna freak out. My heart's gonna be like, you know. Like roller coasters, climbing ladders, all that stuff. I'm just like not there. I don't even know how flying planes now, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think something I thrive in chaos, maybe. And um, I feel like even though I'm, I would be extremely scared. Um, I, I don't know. For some reason, I always wanted. I always want to do things that the almost life out of me and like for lack of better words sorry god i rebuke those words but you know um yeah <laughs> so basically things that push you to be uncomfortable essentially be very uncomfortable yeah okay i get that i get that hey you're you're braver than me because me you won't see it like not at all not at all would be yours though what's yours first thing bucket list first thing that comes to mind um this may be corny but honestly like traveling internationally because i haven't traveled outside yeah. of north america like i've traveled to mexico but i've never yeah. been to like germany and i have a good friend in germany she always gives me the blues about not coming to germany so probably i probably would go to germany if i'm being honest probably germany I mean, my normal brain would say travel too. Yeah. Just because I thought it had to be like extreme. And it don't have to be extreme. I'm just saying a first a bucket list, people have stuff on bucket lists like I need a pet a cat. Like bucket lists have very like ranges to it. Yeah, true. I mean, travel wise, I think like Thailand, Greece, like um Israel, you know. I feel like Thailand would be amazing. Yeah. Like go to Jerusalem. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fire. All the things kind of yeah. cross the Jordan River. Yeah. Or Egypt, see the Nile, Nile yeah. River. That'd be cool. There's a lot of places in the world that's just amazing that um, if we don't live for the moment, we might just be like, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work, I got to do this, I got to do that. We don't actually experience life. We just kind of float through life. Miss a lot of stuff, really. Well, that's all we have on this episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Make sure you check out the next episode on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcast. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jack Onovan. And I'll have Thais's info in the bio for the episode as well. And before I, I give my signature outro, you have anything else that you want to say about your book? Anything else you want to leave people off with before I close up? Um, I would just say to anybody who's watching, if um, they're on the verge of like, should I 
start this journey of like being an entrepreneur if you feel it like that's in your heart then do it don't be scared because it's fun it's scary i mean but and it's unstable sometimes but it's like life is short you know and so or long i don't know but <laughs> it's all in perspective i guess yeah but you have to just do things like don't live in a monotone or like um robotic life i feel like a lot of people are living in that robotic life and like just live you know that's it i think okay. i can talk for days so I can go. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna leave i leave us on that note thais and uh as usual are they out hey.